recruiting is the thing that goes on and on and on and on. We're going to get some insight, some commitments over the next few weeks. we got a prediction to talk about as well as the top 25 to discuss on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You want to you won't want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. Thank you for joining us. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. My buddy here is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh on Ref. And as always, Every recruiting segment here on the Locked On Network is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Josh, a lot of recruiting nuggets kind of floating around. But let's start with the one that we know for sure. And that's our man Colin Kennedy over at Sooners Illustrated, part of 247 Sports, issued a crystal ball favoring the Oklahoma Sooners for top 100 prospect Nigel Smith. Great news, obviously, for Oklahoma that uh, you got somebody like Colin Kennedy that's willing to submit the uh, 24-7 sports crystal ball prediction, and that joins uh, somebody down at Texas, Mr. Jordan Scruggs of Horns 247, and uh, you know some of the other names in the uh, Oklahoma media as well. But as far as 24-7 sports experts, that's the two right now that have uh, predictions in for Nigel Smith. And we've we've talked a lot about Nigel Smith, six foot five, long armed, big bodied guy, two sixty that uh, does a bunch of things really really well. That is a top one hundred player in the composite, top eighty five player actually in the composite for a reason. So this would be a massive get for Oklahoma as that commitment date it approaches on September eighth. Also over at Rivals, he's the number eight defensive lineman in the class. He's number 85, according to Rivals, and he is a top 100 prospect in the on-three industry ranking. Again, it's it's one of those guys that because of the five-star names that Oklahoma is targeting, David Stone, Williams Winery, Dominic McKinley, you know, Nigel Smith kind of gets kind of, I don't want to say pushed by the wayside, but just gets to fly under the radar a little bit, and yet We've talked about it on this show. You're starting to hear more and more buzz about the kind of player that he is as he gets ready for his senior season, gets ready to make his commitment on September 8th, that this is the kid that is one of those players that everybody in the country would want. We've gone down the offer sheet. We've talked about the teams that are most hotly in contention for him, Texas, Ohio State, Texas A&M. I mean, there's a lot of big-time prospect or uh, big-time colleges, recruiting colleges in particular, that have been coming after Nigel Smith. And – Honestly, man, this seems like one of those recruitments that's been like start to finish. Oklahoma has been out in front of and has rarely seeded any momentum, it seems like. And that's just a credit, again, to the coaching staff and and Miguel Chavis and uh, Todd Bates and Brent Venables and what they're able to do on the recruiting trail where, I mean, you might have heard some buzz here and there about Ohio State, about Texas, but for the longest time, for as far back as I can remember in this commitment, it's or sorry, this recruitment, Pardon my, pardon my French there, in this recruitment that Oklahoma was the, the front runner. And if they're able to go kind of 
quote unquote, start to finish in this recruitment as the leader, man, that just says a lot about what the staff is able to do on the recruiting trail. Sure. It does. Especially with names like Ohio state and Penn state. And of course the, the in-state folks, Texas and Texas A&M here and offers from all sorts of other programs you're familiar with powerful programs, Arkansas, Auburn, uh, Baylor, again, another in-state program, Florida, Florida state, Georgia, uh, LSU, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, just about all of the regional powerful programs you could think of. And then, you know, beyond, obviously, uh, the, the, the Texas uh, map area, too. I mean, you go to the Pacific Northwest for Oregon, uh, you know, USC out in California, Notre Dame's on this list. So everybody wants Nigel Smith because, again, this is a – Top 10, if you look at some places, defensive linemen and top 100 player overall, most everywhere you look. So it's great news. Again, I'll just keep saying what I've been saying, which is, yes, you want you want Williams Winery. Yes, you want David Stone. You're happy that you got Jaden Jackson and uh, Wyatt Gilmore in this class. But don't forget about Nigel Smith and where Oklahoma's tracking here. Yeah, don't sleep on Nigel. Cause he'll, he'll be somebody's nightmare one day uh, and he's going to be it in the crimson and cream. So that's, that's going to be a big time recruitment to follow over the next month or so. Again, September 8 is his commitment date. We're four days away. If you're watching this on our published date on Thursday, we're four days away from a Williams Monary commitment. And man, it seems like as much as there's been talk about Missouri, everything continues to tr- maybe try to point to Oklahoma now, we may not know officially, but where would you put, if you were to put a percentage on your confidence level that williams Winery to Oklahoma is going to happen, where would you put it, Josh? I think like 60%, something like that. I'm not, I'm not sky high on it. I'm going to continue to favor OU because it's been trending Oklahoma's direction, so we hear throughout a lot of this recruitment. But you hear all sorts of stuff here at the end of this thing in terms of the name image likeness situation in terms of obviously the the bill in the state of Missouri that would allow him to earn NIL compensation as soon as he commits to Missouri so and and then obviously the draw of Missouri in general right to to stay home not that Missouri's been tracking down a, a bunch of SEC championships or playing for national championships or uh, is just known as this defensive line factory or this or that, but you do have the draw to stay home. And then again, the rumblings that you hear, put whatever stock into it that you want to or don't in terms of the NIL factor at play here. But the the buzz you kind of hear is that there's something historic potentially on the table for Williams-Winary. Not that Oklahoma is not competitive in that arena. You, you hear that Oklahoma is competitive there too, but it, uh, it sounds like that's going to be maybe a tough hurdle to climb, but I still think everything altogether is going to wind up uh, favoring Oklahoma. But am I ready to say that this is like in the 75, 80, 90% range? No, I'm not. I think it's a legitimate two-school race here coming down to the finish line between Oklahoma and Missouri. Yeah, I'm a little bit more confident. I'll put it at 75%. But there's another one that Oklahoma, again, five-star defensive line prospect that Oklahoma's in on, and that's Dominic McKinley. And while there was a lot of buzz for LSU for some time, uh, and then there's been buzz for Texas as well, it seems like that's kind of faded. And, man, it, it might end up being Oklahoma. So you're potentially talking about 
if you land Nguyenary, if you land McKinley, and Dominic, Dominic McKinley will commit on September 2nd, and you land David Stone, I mean, you could be adding three five-star defensive linemen in this class to go along with another four uh, four-star defensive linemen in this class. And it's something that's absolutely historic that's on the table for Todd Bates, Miguel Chavis, and Brent Venables. Absolutely crazy. Well, it would certainly be crazy. It would be a stock-up situation for Oklahoma along its defensive line, which, speaking of that, smack dab in the midst of fall camp for Oklahoma. Whose stock is up with the Sooners? Uh, we'll, we'll dive into, and it doesn't just have to be from camp. It can be just kind of across the offseason or because of who Oklahoma has gotten. But first, let me tell you, it's FanDuel season, baby. FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel.com backslash locked on, where football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel's giving you the chance to win all season long. Listen to this. I, I love this. This is such a cool promo that they're running here. Right now, would you bet on a Super Bowl winner? Probably the Kansas City Chiefs, but take take your pick, whoever you'd like at your own risk. But when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. That's pretty cool. That's uh, pretty unique. I love that. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you get bonus bets for every victory, and you can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's right, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. So uh, whose stock is up as John is evaluating the – well, the situation at the University of Oklahoma, well, what is stock up right now for OU? Let me just say this, uh, this segment is inspired by our buddy Bryant Cruz, one of my writers over at Sooners Wire. Uh, he put out his you know, stock up, stop, stock down from the offseason. So we're going to riff off that. We might have some of, our, some of our own as well. But, man, I think for me, Gavin Freeman is the one that, that jumps off the table first because – it's rare that you hear a, a head coach talk so glowingly about a player as, as he did at OU media day when he says he wins everything. He's wide open. Like you can't get better than that. If you're a wide receiver, like there's no better compliment than he's just wide open. Like he's always wide open. And because of his speed that he wins everything, like he's a workout junkie and someone that even, you know, Brent Venable said, if, if, Schmitty was up here at the podium. He'd be talking to you about Gavin Freeman until midnight. Like this is five-star review, five-star review, five-star review on, uh, on Uber, like the most glowing reviews you could say about a kid. And I mean, he's done everything that's been asked of him and he's earned opportunities and he earned a scholarship and the stock just keeps rising for Gavin Freeman. I mean, at some point the hype's going to have to slow down, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, it's uh, yeah, it's exciting to hear the way that the coaching staff has been talking about him. And, you know, I was uh, listening to Teddy Lehman, who, uh, of course, you can listen to all the time on the the ref, the home of Sooner fans, KREF, just download the free app. But uh, he was saying Gavin Freeman has sort of this stigma attached to him, right? Because he he really only had the one big time offer from Texas tech coming out. And of course we've recently hashed through uh, some of the, the, the messiness maybe that uh, may or may not have uh, existed there between Texas tech and one Gavin Freeman. But because of that, because he only really had the big, the one, 
big time power five offer. And because, you know, according to the recruiting sites here and there, you look at Gavin Freeman and it was a, a three star kid that comes to the University of Oklahoma as a, as a preferred walk on. There's this perception that somehow he's not he's not capable right of an Oklahoma football platform or that he's not worthy of a scholarship situation at OU or he's not worthy of legitimate snaps and listening to Teddy said, no, this is someone that has legitimate change of direction. That is legitimately one of the fastest players on this roster for Oklahoma. And when you've got each of those two components as a part of your profile, John, well, that that's I mean, that's great for wide receiver. I mean, that's what you're looking for. Somebody that can accelerate, decelerate, uh, and make guys miss and go make plays, and then obviously is just flat out fast. And when Teddy Lehman says that that's a reality, that that's not just some, hey, let's um let's feel good for the charity case. He's not, he's legitimate. And so, yeah, I would say, you know, hearing Teddy say that gives me even more confidence uh, to just pair it with what the coaching staff is saying that, yeah, they're really high on Gavin Freeman. So who's somebody or a unit or a coach that you believe their stock is rising right now? I think Savion Bird. I think Savion Bird's stock is uh, rising with Oklahoma. That is uh, an offensive line. Well, really, the the one offensive line position that we're we think, uh, according to what Jeff Levy said, to start Sooner Media Day, that we still need to sort out left tackle. Uh, feels like that's Rouse right there, Raymond center, a right guard. They told us McCain, Matalier. We'll see about Schaefer, Everett if they can factor in, and then obviously right tackle is Guyton. Sounds like Bird has been very, very impressive, and so I would say. That's somebody I'm looking at as stock up. I almost just went the two offensive tackles, but I feel like maybe that's a little too obvious. But uh, I, I do think it merits at least a little bit of a discussion that you've got Rouse and Guyton who, you know, the buzz that we hear is in a world where Oklahoma is replacing Wanye Morris and Anton Harrison, the expectation is not that there's going to be this massive drop-off. I think Oklahoma, John, feels like they might have two NFL guys again. Yeah, part of me wonders that if Tyler Guyton was a little bit more experienced, would he have been the starting right tackle last year? Because, I mean, you hear Jim Nagy talk about him, the senior bowl director. You hear Jared Verse, the future you know, top 10 you know, draft pick, the defensive end out of Florida State, talk about Tyler Guyton. You hear Bill Biedenboe talk about Tyler Guyton. And again, it's all rave reviews. You don't hear anybody talk negatively about him. I mean, this is somebody that – could potentially only have one full season of starting experience at Oklahoma and end up as a top 50 pick in next year's NFL draft because of his athleticism, his size, and that ability to, to translate all of that into potential right tackle of the future for a decade in the NFL. We saw a guy like Lane Johnson do something similar. Now he had more you know collegiate experience, but a guy that transitioned from quarterback to tight end to offensive tackle and has flourished since getting to the NFL. I mean, Tyler Guyton carries some of those similar athletic traits. So it'd be fun, you know, really, really fascinating to follow. And then with Walter Rouse, I mean, you cannot, you cannot teach experience. Experience is the best teacher, right? 38 starts over at Stanford, uh, a Stanford team that's pretty well known for its ability to run the football. What does Jeff Levy want to do? First and foremost, he wants to run the football. And that's what they're going to do a lot of this year. And so I think you're absolutely right on, man. The offensive tackles, the offensive line, Savion Bird is just all setting up 
to help this team run the football more efficiently and much, much better. And speaking of running the football, another one stock up is just the health of Javante Barnes. I think having had offseason surgery, missing a lot of spring ball, maybe there was some kind of maybe negative feelings just about where he was at in his progression. But you, you read a, an article from Ryan Aber over at the Oklahoman, and it looks like all systems are a go. He's full speed ahead. And he's looking to build off what he described really wasn't him um, in his freshman season. He was still trying to figure out which blocks to go off of, how to read the blocks in the scheme. But now he says, I know it all. Stock up. I'm going to say both stock up and weight scale up for defensive tackle uh, at Oklahoma. So, <laughs> there's been uh, some big boys that have been added to the room. You know, I just kind of kind of, I think lump everyone together. Uh, you know, Dejon Terry is a name that definitely came to mind just because I feel like we've heard a lot about him, but just in general, that group uh, collectively, I mean, the fact that you had what the one, one player over 300 pounds a season ago, now you've got five that gives Oklahoma options at defensive tackle that uh, they didn't really have uh, a season ago. So, that's a stock up situation for me. I think Jaron Canick's stock is rising just based on uh, what you see and hear out of camp. And uh, what about uh, anybody else? Anybody else whose stock is rising for you? Well, still this last one here from uh, from my man Bryant over at Sooners Wire. Again, go read that article. Really well done by him. Uh, Emmett Jones. I don't know if there's a better recruiter right now on the recruiting trail. Maybe Miguel Chavis and Todd Bates you know, just the collective and what they're doing and the star status that they're going to be bringing in over the next month. But what Emmett Jones has done in his first eight months on the job at Oklahoma as the wide receivers coach is phenomenal. I mean, he's received nine commitments, seven from high school kids over the 2024, 2025 recruiting cycle, two transfer additions, just absolutely phenomenal work that he's done. And he continues to put them. So put the Sooners in a really, really good spot. And I think he's going to be a big part of seeing this offense take a step this season just you know honing in on the details and then also just bringing a, a mentality that's going to create a tougher more physical um dog mentality wide receiver room that you know yeah i'm not going to say that they weren't back then but i think he just had could this is going to be you know maybe stereotypical but coming from that south oak cliff having coached there spent a lot of time coaching in south dallas like those teams are tough football teams he is a perfect fit for what Brent Venables wants to be. And you get him as a wide receivers coach, that mentality of toughness. And again, it's not just toughness for toughness sake, but it's going to be toughness in focusing on every minute aspect of playing the wide receiver position, but then also being tough in their responsibilities at wide receiver. So just, man, I'm, I'm so excited to see this wide receiver group this year. I know I've hyped up Jaleel Farouk nonstop over the last eight months, and you guys are going to be sick and tired of me talking about Jaleel Farouk, but it's not going to happen, especially when he's going off for 1,000 total yards and eight touchdowns this season. It's going to be phenomenal to watch. Uh, we're going to talk one more thing here after we talk about our friends over at Bird Dogs. We're going to talk about the top 25, as voted on by your Locked On Network college analysts. Um, but first, let me talk to you about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Uh, such great clothes, so comfortable, and they make you look good. The bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. 
These shorts, these pants do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better, way better than regular shorts that are made out of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get, you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Birddogs.com slash locked on college. Get a free white tech hat with your order. My wife loves that hat. It's comfortable. It's cool. Keeps her head cool. I mean, the summer has been ridiculous right now. And if you're just out there wearing normal shorts and normal pants and normal khakis, that normal hat, you're missing out on an opportunity to be cool and look good at the same time if you're not going to birddogs.com and using promo code locked on college. Again, birddogs.com slash locked on college. Get that free white tech hat and get some great looking clothes that feel good and make you look good at the same time. So, Josh, locked on top 25, the first one of the season has come out as voted on by the locked on college analysts. We've got nearly maybe over 70 shows on just the college channel alone on the Locked On Network. And if you're not listening to, you know, your favorite sports teams show, you know, the the pro team, if, if you're a Cowboys fan, if you're not listening to Locked On Cowboys or Locked On Chiefs, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're missing out on some great content across the network. So go check it out. But here's what the Locked On Top 25 looks like. Josh, the Oklahoma Sooners coming at number 22. Uh, just right about where, uh, you know, where they were in the USA Today coaches poll at number 19. I had them at number 21 in my my voting and also in my uh, power rankings over at Sooners Wire. Josh, any thoughts here as you look at the top 25 poll as voted on by Locked On College hosts? Well, obviously safely into the top 25 for Oklahoma. I think it would have been a mistake if you weren't. Uh, you know, I, I like this a little bit better. The fact that K State is the the number two team out of the Big Twelve versus TCU in the USA Today Sports AFCA coaches poll. TCU was a couple spots in front of K State, so the fact that K State that's reversed here, I think, makes a little bit more sense. And again, for Oklahoma in that twenty to twenty five range is is not shocking. That's basically where they were again in the USA Today poll. They were. 19 there so just a couple of slots down from that so look you were six and seven a season ago and you got to go earn it and Oklahoma I mean most people would say yeah they're they're talented enough there's enough coming back especially with the the quarterback to where they feel confident okay this is one of the 25 best teams in the country but right now we're not convinced they're top 10 top 15 or that they're going to go win the big 12 conference so as far as I'm concerned probably about right yeah, I think it's absolutely fair where they've got them. You know, if you're watching on YouTube, we got the thing up there for you. If you're watching on the podcast side, uh, we'll just go through the top 10 real quick. Georgia at number one, Michigan at number two, Ohio State at number three, Alabama number four, USC at number five, LSU at number six, Penn State seven, Clemson eight, Florida State nine, and Washington 10. Any surprises in the top 10 for you, Josh? Not really. Uh not necessarily no i mean i think that's probably the usual suspects up there i'm a little bit higher i guess on notre dame than others are the addition of sam hartman i think is going to be big for the irish so i probably myself rank them higher than 14 but georgia michigan ohio state bam i mean that's the four right there that most everybody would agree you know top top four and then take your pick right usc lsu whoever you want to toss in there at number five those are kind of uh, the trendy suspects so 
about what you would expect. Can't hear you, John. Yep, thanks. I forgot that I had my mic muted because I got a stupid cricket in my garage. Um, I was surprised to see Oregon, you know, sitting there five spots behind Washington. You know, this is a good Washington team with Michael Penix. He's going to be really, really good this year. I, I just don't feel like they're that far off from the Oregon Ducks, who had a really good season last year. So the Pac-12 is going to be really, really fun to watch this year uh, in its final year of maybe existence. Um, there's four teams that are going to vie for the Pac-12 title in USC, Utah, Oregon, and Washington. And then even don't even necessarily sleep on an Oregon State team that you know went 10-3 and three last year. Of their three losses, one was to USC by three points in a 17-14 game. Another one was to Washington by four points in a 38-34 game. And then, yeah, they got blown out by Utah. But still, I mean, that was a pretty good team last year. So it's going to be fascinating to watch the Pac-12. Um, yeah, I think, man, this is going to be a really, really fun college football season all the way around. There's going to be so many fascinating storylines. And it's really kind of the final college football season with college football as we know it. You know, Shehan J. Raja, a friend of the show over at CBS Sports, threw out the tweet that June 30th, 2024, that's going to be the final day of what we knew as college football because the Pac-12 will kind of disintegrate and spread out across the Big Ten and Big 12. The Oklahoma and Texas move happens to the SEC. And, man, who knows what the ACC is doing? They're going to they're gonna surprise some people as well, it seems like, as they try to expand to keep up the pace. Well, thank you so much for joining the show and being a part of it. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh on Ref. Follow myself on Twitter at John Nine Williams. Also, go download that KREF sports app so that you can listen to all of your favorite shows on the Ref starting, what, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Is that, is that how it goes? Nailed it. 6, Nailed it. 6 a to 6 p. There you go. You got 12 hours of fantastic Oklahoma Sooners coverage in addition to what you get here on Locked On Sooners. So again, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. We're here every Monday night, 9 p.m. Central Time for our live show. This coming Monday, we'll have a lot to talk about when Williams Winery makes his decision. Whichever way it goes, we'll break it down here on Locked On Sooners. But for Josh Helmer, I'm John Williams. We'll talk to you next time. Boomer Sooner.